Hey, hello, Top Fans. It's Bill from Top Fan Rivalry here with another clubhouse and another new friend to the clubhouse. Uh, we've had Brian on before, who's an Angel fan, but he referred us Thomas. And Thomas, thanks for joining us tonight. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. It's good to be here. I'm so excited to have you on. We had a great pregame chat before we started recording, and I can't wait to, to see some of the questions and some of the answers that we get. But before we get into it, has anything happened today that's of any significance, Thomas? Maybe a little significance. Uh, biggest moment of the year so far for me, the MLB lockout is over. Open over. the floodgates. Let's play baseball. Let's let's play ball, right? I mean, come yes, on. We, every night you kind of come home and you're like, oh, man, it feels like something's missing. Exactly. Right? But now we, we, we're missing. in the middle of spring training time. I'm ready for it. And not only that, but if I'm not mistaken, they're going to get 162 games in, right? Yeah, yeah. If I read correctly, they're going to try to keep the same opening day of April 7th, and they're going to get the full season in. So that's going to be a shortened spring training, but let's get some baseball in. Yeah. Well, I was getting, I got to tell you, I was getting antsy because you know I'm a Dodger fan. And I have a huge picture of Jackie Robinson up in my office. Um, sometimes when I record from my office, people are like, oh, Jackie. Um, and uh, a friend of mine owned a, a restaurant and when he shut it. I'm like, I want that picture. Um, mm -hmm. I was getting nervous because this year's the 75th anniversary of, of him entering Major League Baseball. And if we miss that date on April 15th, I was going to, was not going to be happy. <laughs> yeah. Just... Yeah. With that being so close to the beginning of the season, I was getting a little nervous too. Yeah. 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 All right, Thomas, let's get into it. Tell me your favorite team. Oh, by far, easily the best team in Major League Baseball is the Atlanta Braves, the defending World Series champion, Atlanta Braves. I got I don't know about the best, but I will give you World Series champ, Los Angeles or uh, 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 Atlanta Braves. I'll give that to you. I, Can't take I, that away from me, yes, sir. I got to tell you, Thomas, as a Dodger fan, I was so happy that you guys won it because I wanted guys like Freeman to win it. I wanted some of the young guys that worked hard to get there to do it. But in the 80s, when I was growing up and impressionable, man, you guys were the National League West, and you guys could be 0 and 161. And the only game that you win is against us. You guys always came to LA and played us tough. And so I almost have PTSD when I hear Braves. I'm like, ah, I love it. I mean, you had you had hard hitters like Dale Murphy just racking you up every single time. I love yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Glenn Hubbard, that guy used to come out and mm -hmm. forget it. Bob Horner. Yeah. We, we can do that all day long. Um, oh, yeah. So tell me, you're a Braves fan. So tell me, how did you become a Braves fan? childhood what how did that happen definitely childhood uh, my dad we grew up in Valdosta, Georgia which is about three and a half hours south of Atlanta and he was a Braves fan so I was just inherited into the team and I was in a baby cradle being taken to games I would go to games in elementary school go to the game game ends around 11 o'clock 12 o'clock he would drive us three and a half hours back home to Valdosta I would go to school the very next day and I will be able to talk baseball. I will be able to take that foul ball that I got from Andrew Jones, show it off to all the kids at school. I've just been a lifetime fan. And it just helps that when I went to college at Georgia State, which is in downtown Atlanta, the whole reason I picked that school was to work for the Braves. So I did work for the Braves. I was on the game day staff for three years. And then I worked in the front office for one full year. So not only am I a lifetime fan, I work for them. I love the organization. That's 
I, you know what, Thomas, every time I do one of these things, and every time I ask somebody that same question, you know what, everybody comes back to it. And you just said it, dad took you to the game. It's family. Yep. Right. It, it's America's favorite pastime because it's family. It doesn't matter if I'm talking to a Mets fan who tells me about her grandma or her grandfather. It doesn't matter if I'm talking to a Dodger fan who says, Hey, my dad used to take me to the games. It doesn't matter if I'm talking to a Padres fan. It's all the same. It's family, which yes. Does it get better? Right? No, definitely does not get better. It's just the environment of it is is breathtaking. Yep. I I I love it. Okay, so now we're gonna get into the goods. Now we're gonna have some fun. Okay. Let's do it. So your current favorite player and your favorite mm-hmm. retired player. Doesn't have to be Braves, but it, it definitely can be. But gotcha. Favorite and retired player. So I'm gonna give you two for my current favorite player with the Braves is Ozzy Albies. Love Ozzy. He's that short, spiry. He's he's gonna give you 120% no matter what happens. But if you were going outside the Braves, it's gonna be Mookie Betts, because Mookie Betts plays the game the exact same way that Ozzy does. You're never going to see them taking a playoff. They're going to be going the extra mile. They're going to be doing whatever it takes to win the ball game. And don't don't loaf around on them when they hit a blooper right over shortstop. They'll take the extra base on you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then when it comes to all time, not even close, it's going to be Andrew Jones. Yeah. Loved watching Andrew Jones. Loved that guy. Just watching him in the Braves uniform. He did go to your Dodgers at, in his career. But yeah. him with the Braves, whenever he does – get into the Hall of Fame, and I do think it will happen, he's going to have an Atlanta Braves hat on his head. Of course he is. Of course he is. Mm-hmm. Those are great picks. I, You know, you mentioned Albies, and that guy destroyed the Dodgers this last uh, postseason. I mean, every time that guy got mm-hmm. up, he was in a double. I'm like, can somebody just, like, not <laughs> play him today? Give us a shot. I mean, but yeah. I love guys. I, I, I got to tell you, some of the fa- my favorite players, I love Mookie. Um, I love his attitude on and off the field, first of all. Um, mm-hmm. But some of those players, Ozzy Albies, I'm going to mention a couple other ones. Ozzy Albies, um, to a certain extent, Jose Altuve, um, yep. and Dustin Pedroia. Those guys just kind of lace them up, and you don't hear about them getting in a bunch of trouble off the field or even on the field. They're little yep. guys, and they just look like they're having fun. Right? Well, yeah. They just like they're having fun. And that's the guy you like to watch. Oh, yeah. That's the core of the game. It's a game at the end of the day. It's a business, but it's still a game. And that's what people forget about. See, and I, I would have thought you might have said, besides retired players, I'm sure if I would have said, give me three or four of them, you would have probably said Dale Murphy. You might have said Chipper Jones. Mm-hmm. I mean, you guys have had some fantastic Greg Maddox, Tom Glavin, John Smoltz. Oh, I can go on for days about the past Braves legends. Love it. 90s, 90s Braves, man. Those guys are great. Okay, so so mm-hmm. tell me. Uh, I think I already know the answer to this, so I'm going to ask you for two. Who do you yeah. think there's got to be two players out there that play, play for the Braves that should be in the hall that aren't? Who do you think those are? Number one would be the two-time back-to-back MVP award winner back in the 80s who used to kick the Dodgers' butts, Dale Murphy, yes. of course. Yes, And then the 10-time consecutive gold glove winning outfielder, what I personally feel like is the best defensive center fielder in the game, in the history of the game, Andrew Jones. They both need to be in the Hall of Fame immediately. Yeah. Yeah, I I would second that two times over. Dale Murphy, um, I've never met him, but he doesn't live far from a friend of mine. 
and um, yeah. they bump into each other all the time. And uh, yeah, uh, Dale Murphy for sure. And uh, Andrew Jones, man, when he was in his prime, hit anything towards him, and he's going to make a play, right? He yeah, was kind he of a shrinks player. the outfield where you, you can't get that hit in there. Yeah, he was kind of the Bo Jackson of of the you know nineties two thousands era where it just like when mm-hmm. he did it too he wasn't trying to be flashy but he was always making a play that yep. somebody else could have made so I love that good good call that man. that's the <laughs> that's the thing that really upset Bobby Cox when he was going through that it made and Andrew made it look like it was easy like he he was just flashing out there it it was just simple for him like a routine or hard play that's for someone else. He's going to go over there, catch it with one hand, trot into the dugout, and it, it super upset Bobby Cox. He benched him in the middle of the game one time just because Andrew was doing Andrew. Really? I, I don't remember that. Took yeah. him out in the middle of the game, benched him because he just lollipopped the catch and trotted on into the dugout. Put two hands on the glove, like just what, like, what they tell you in, in Little League. But, yeah, he, he it was just that easy for him. He benched him. I mean, I've, I've seen him. people get benched like Reggie Jackson at Fenway. We've mm-hmm. all seen that clip. But Reggie wasn't yeah. running hard. Regardless if he says, oh, I was charging it, he was not running. But yeah. I didn't, you know, I mean, he he did a Willie Mays haze and he got pulled out of the game. Oh, you got to go find that clip because you'll see Bobby laying into him in the dugout. Like, you see his head just get super red and just going at Andrew. And Andrew's just taking it because he's a kid at that point. I think he was 20 years old. He doesn't know any better. <laughs> you better believe once this is done, I've looked at that clip up and you and oh, I yeah. will have a conversation. That is, I didn't, I didn't know that. That was awesome. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. This one's going to get a little tricky. Okay. It's because yeah. sometimes we, you know, you don't want to rip on somebody because we're not playing like they are, but yeah, who do you think the most overrated player is in the game today. <sighs> gonna get a lot of flack from this, especially from the West Coast fans out there. But I'm gonna go with Tatis Jr. Unbelievable player, great player. But when you look at his game as a whole, his defense brings him down so much that I think he is rated a lot higher than what he should be. He had way too many errors for my liking. You know, I that's an interesting call because I agree with you as far as the fielder is concerned. Um, as far mm-hmm. as a, a fan or, you know, an ex-player type thing, when he hurt himself, when he went down with that back injury or something like that last year, yep, and he was out for a little bit of time, I thought, well, first of all, he's too young to be given a 13-year contract or whatever. But second of all, he's 20-whatever, 20 21, 22 right now. What just happened there is going to affect him when he's 35. Yeah. And I just I, – I, you know, I – fear that we're not going to see the best of him going forward, but you're right. Um, he doesn't move his feet as much as he should at his position. Mm-hmm. Heck, they put him in right field at points to yep. try to get him to, to calm down. He wasn't any better out there. But That's what I'm saying. But he was in the MVP talks. I don't think you can be in the MVP conversation unless you can, you can be a MVP caliber player in every aspect of the game. And when you have such a gaping hole in his defense, I don't think he should be in that conversation. Yeah, no, I, you know, it, I was 
fearful when you were saying, you know, West Coast. I was fearful that you were going to say Cody Bellinger because there, yeah. there's a lot of guys, a lot of guys and gals. And see, and I disagree. I think Cody just had a rough patch, but, you know, he had the MVP year in, uh, in 19, 18, he, 18 and 17 and 18, he struggled. 19, he had a really good season. 20 mm-hmm. was the COVID year, which everybody struggled. And then yep. last year he had some flashes of brilliance, but I think I was worried that that's who you were going to say. And I was like, Oh man. <laughs> yeah. But if you stay on the West coast, honestly, somebody that's proven themselves, but is not, not their a, a game anymore is uh mm-hmm. Gardner. I yeah. Think. He, he definitely dropped off when he left the, uh, left the, the giants went to Arizona. I haven't heard his name since then. Yeah. Well, he, he pitched a couple, obviously, you know, being on the West Coast, we get to see some more of those games than than you do. But he, he pitched one game, and I can't remember who it was. It might have been against San Diego or Colorado or something like that. And he was all over the place. And, and the strike, he was getting squeezed a little bit on the strike zone, and just mentally he wasn't there anymore. I thought, dude, yeah, come on, you're better than this. I mean, it's not Yasiel Puig that you're pitching against. I mean, that you guys are going to fight after every pitch. So just enjoy it. That's an interesting yeah. call, Fernando Tatis Jr. There's there's a couple of guys um, throughout the MLB, and that's that's a good call. I like that. I like that. Mm-hmm. And I like your your reasoning for it. It's not it's not personal. It's just, you know, his no. feeling isn't where it needs to be. And if you just take that one aspect of this game away, he is one of the greatest players in the league right now. But that's just a glaring hole right there. Yeah, the, the thing that I liked about him the most was at the end of the season, the, the Padres were in it up until like the last two weeks of the season. And at the wrong time, they kind of struck that losing streak type thing. And Machado mm-hmm. got into his face in the dugout after something, and Tatis didn't back down and took it and then gave it right back to him. And I thought, good for you, man. Good yep. for you. So You remember the team that eliminated them, right? Yeah. Yeah, that was the Atlanta Braves. Yep, I do remember. Yep, come on now, you, you know that I would know that. <laughs> awesome. Okay, so most overrated player, past and present, that plays for your team. This one, Braves. This one hurts me. I, th- this one hurts me. Hurts me so bad. But I'm gonna go with a for the past. I'm gonna go with a Hall of Fame player. Oh, overrated. Yeah, Hall of Fame player. I'm going with Nuxy, Phil Negro. Oof. Okay. If you if you look at his numbers, he was a great pitcher, had knuckleball that no one could touch, had 200, 260 wins in his career. But look at the other side. He had 230 losses in his career. There, there was a four-year run throughout the late 70s. I think it was 77 through 80. He lost 18 games for four straight years. Yeah. Yeah. Hall of Fame, Hall of Fame player. He was a great pitcher. But man, that that was a tough run. That's tough, tough, blaring like just a spot in his career that you just can't get rid of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. It, he he came up on a podcast recently, um, one of our podcasts recently, and it was interesting because I didn't know that stat that you had quoted. I didn't know it until about two weeks ago. Which yeah, you're right, you're right. Sorry, I cut you off. What were you gonna say? No, you're good. Uh, going on to the present player and. This present player, I have a couple of people on the Braves. Uh, Austin Riley was one of them. 
until this past year where he turned it on. You did. I think I think Dansby Swanson is the next person on that list where he has this season, 2022, to do something. Open it up. Get in your bag. Show me that you're worth being on this championship team. Austin Riley showed it to me last year. Dansby needs to do something this year. If he doesn't do anything this year, if he's still in the 240s batting average, if he's barely hitting 20 home runs, he did get 25 this year. Very excited about that, but he needs to stay in the mid-20 range when it comes to home runs. He needs to get to the upper 200s when it comes to batting average. He needs to do something to show me that he is the golden boy that everyone already says he is. I personally don't see it right now. Okay. So let me ask you this. What about yep. Hart? I mean, this guy, <clears throat> I, I, you know, you watch more Braves games than I do, but the Braves games that I catch, he seems yep. like he has a lot of heart. Yes. Uh, he's going to out-hustle anybody. He's going to try his damnedest out there. He's going to do everything he, he can do to win the game. And you'll see the passion in his face. You'll see it when he's talking to his teammates. You'll see it when he's pumping up his teammates. He's right there. He's with this team because this is his hometown team. It's a team he watched when he was growing up. So it means that much more to him rather than just a team that drafted him, rather than just a team that he's playing for. This is something that hits him deep. It hits him in the soul. But I need him to make that next step. I need him to get to that next level. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. He, you know, it, it's one thing to hit 20, 25 uh, round trippers. It's another thing to hit 230. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, that's, it, it's fine if, I mean, that's, what is that, Chris Davis territory, right? Yeah, it's great. And and they're not paying him to be a, a long ball hitter. They're paying no. him to get on base, especially at the position that he's at. Right. Yeah. That that's not a long ball hitter position. That's you get on base, you leg it out, you get, you know, mm -hmm. you, you try to steal second, steal third, whatever. Um, I would love for him to get to the Nick Markakis level where he's he's not going to get you a lot of home runs. But Markakis will kill another team when it comes to clutch hits and when it comes to extra base hits. Mm -hmm. He's not going to hit your home runs, but he's going to get you that consistent 280 batting average, and he's going to get you that consistent 50, 60 doubles throughout the year. Those doubles is what breaks another team's back. So, so going on the underrated or overrated, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw a curveball at you here for a second because I right. you just reminded me of something. Okay. Okay. So, is there a player currently that's playing? that when you know he's coming to Atlanta or you're going to their home ballpark, you're like, this mm -hmm. guy's going to turn it up every time he, he tunes it up with us. Is there one specific player that you can think of? Unfortunately, yes. And I can't stand this player ah. only because he, he kicks the Braves butts every time he comes into ah. town. That is Bryce Harper. Oh, I cannot stand Bryce Harper, especially when he was with the Nationals and we had Julio Tehran. Mm -hmm. He had Tehran's number. I would look down the schedule, see where we are in the pitching lineup. Oh, God, Tehran's pitching this day. We're going to lose that game. So let's go ahead and move on to the next one, because Bryce Harper, I think, has a 400 batting average lifetime against Julio Tehran. Mm -hmm. Man, every time he came to Atlanta, every single time. Could not stand playing him just for how good he played in Atlanta. That was almost like Chipper Jones playing at Shea Stadium. Hated it. <laughs> Eddie Davis kid Shea. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's uh, that's a good call because I was 
I was thinking you might say somebody like Alonzo, um, Pete Alonzo. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, he's. I mean, you're talking Braves killer, uh, Bryce Harper. Okay, I, you know, again, you get to see more of the East Coast stuff than I do. So that's that's a good call, and it doesn't help that he's still in your same division. It doesn't help that he went to Philly. No. <laughs> it does make me laugh, though. Oh my god, the one year he leaves Washington, Washington wins it all, and this yeah. man still has not won a playoff series. It makes me laugh so much. Oh my goodness! So we have a we have a podcast that by the time Utah fans are listening to this, it'll already be dropped. But we did a podcast last night: Braves versus Mets, and the one. <laughs> The one thing that both the Braves fans and the Mets fans agree, because that's a great rivalry, right? That's yeah. that's historic. That's, I mean, you can go back to Tom Seaver, right? First of all, yeah. right, and then you can go back, you know, nineties, early two thousands. And when I honestly, when I think of the Braves and I think of the Mets rivalry, I think of that nine eleven game, the the yeah. game that Piazza hit the home run. I mean, yeah, you guys didn't want, you guys didn't win it, but that was great for baseball either way. That was more than baseball right there. It it was amazing. Mm -hmm. Baseball didn't matter at that point. It was just a job. It was coming together and bringing the country back together. Um, Yeah. (laughs) They both agreed on the same thing. They both said the same thing. You know, somehow another came up, and they both agreed they hate Philly more than they hate, you know, their other team. Like, the Mets fans hate Philly more, or the Mets people hate Philly more. Than the Braves and the Braves fans mm-hmm. said we hate Philly more. That's funny. They bring up Bryce Harper and Philly. Yeah. Okay. Good. I mean, when you look at Philly, they're a great team, but they are the perfect team to hate that yeah. everyone in the division hates. Yeah. And they have, like, have you been down to their ballpark? Have you been up to their ballpark at all? I've not been to Philadelphia yet. I'm trying to hit one set on one stadium every single year. And I think I might double up and hit two stadiums this year, but I have not hit Philly yet. Favorite stadium outside of uh, Brave Stadium? Uh, that would be Fenway, just for the historical aspect. It, I did hate how small the aisles were, but just feeling the history all around you when you're in that stadium. I love Fenway. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Uh, I'll have to tell you a story about Fenway um, another time. So, you know, I went, I did the tour. I haven't been to a game there, but I did the tour. Yeah. Which is awesome. Okay, so it's my world that you said tour. I, I used to give tours at Turner Field. I love going on tours when I go to stadiums. Well, we're done. I'll have to tell you a story. I gotta, I gotta see what you would have done. I got gotcha. you. <laughs> That's awesome. Okay, final question. First of all, yep. I promise you've been amazing. Final question. Now that we know that baseball's on, now that we yep. know that it's on, what are you looking forward to most about this season? I am looking forward to the ring ceremony where the Atlanta Braves gets that championship ring. That, hands down, could not care less what happens like after that for this season. I hope we continue to make the playoffs again. I hope we make the playoffs for another and win the division for another 14 straight years again. But getting that championship ring, because I was just a baby in 1995 when we got it the first time. I don't remember anything back there. This is my my life, my livelihood here. This is something that I'm going to be able to tell my grandkids one day because I'm going to be in that stadium whenever they decide to do it. I'm going to be in that stadium. I'm going to be able to watch it. I want to experience it. That's something that a lot of people can't say they have experienced with their favorite team, that they have watched them win a World Series. They have seen them get their championship rings. A lot of people can't say they've done that. Look at the uh, the Chicago Cubs when 108 years – without championships 
that was two, three generations that never saw a championship right there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that, that's definitely something I'm looking forward to this year. Nice. Nice. I, I agree with you. I agree with you, man. Seeing that I, I didn't go to the Dodgers ring ceremony in this last year in 2021. Um, mm-hmm. But I watched it on TV. It was, it was pretty amazing. They, they always do a really, really good job with that. And they're yeah. going to bring pack, uh, past players. They're going to, I mean, they're going to really do it up. So it'll yeah. be good. It'll be good. Yeah. Well, Thomas, thank you so much for joining the clubhouse site. Thank you for your passion for the Braves. Thank you for your knowledge. I love your knowledge. And so um, you're not just a fan. You're, you're a guy that knows it too. I love it. I, love I appreciate it. you having me, man. I love, love doing this. Okay. Can we do this again sometime soon? You want to come of back? Of course. On? Yeah. Just let me know. I'm always welcome. We'll set it up. Top fans. This is Thomas. He is a Braves fan. This will, this will be up shortly. Take a look, make comments. When we put it on social media, tell us what we missed. Um, love to hear from you. Uh, follow us on Twitter, follow us on, uh, or subscribe on our YouTube page, everything. And, you know, tell us, tell us if Thomas missed somebody. Probably not. I mean, he's got a pretty good idea, but, um, but yeah. So thank you, Thomas, for being in the house, in the clubhouse. And, We'll do it again soon. Yes, sir.